Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Our next guest at the age of 23 was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a life-altering injury to her brain. The medical world said there was no hope of recovery and told her to accept this life as her new normal. Although her body was physically impaired, her spirit was strong. She refused to believe the diagnosis. Her mind was determined to recover, and she did. So without further ado, let's welcome Danielle Matthews to the Misfit Nation. Hey there. There we go. There Technical we difficulties. There we go. Welcome, <laughs> yeah, So welcome, and uh, thanks for agreeing to, to come on and be, uh, I guess, a little patient since we had to reschedule, I think, from February till now. So it's always awesome to have people that are flexible and help out when, uh, when, when uh, my life gets a little crazy on the other side of the fence. So thank you, and uh, thanks for coming on tonight. And if you don't mind, tell us a little more about your backstory from a little further back than uh, 23, I guess, to how we got here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I grew up in Maryland. I grew up right outside of Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, pretty pretty typical childhood. I played lots of sports, uh, went to school, did well in school, graduated, and went on to college, 
I went to University of Virginia um, in Charlottesville and studied biology. I've always been really fascinated with how the body works. And uh, through college, I did sports as well. I was on the club swimming team and, and snowboarding team, uh, competed left number five in the nation, uh, which was kind of wild for our snowboarding team because we're <laughs> Eastern Conference, and we had to compete nationally against you know, teams out of the West Coast, uh, but but had a blast. I always thought and intended to go back to graduate school, but I, I took a little bit of a break after uh, I graduated, and I did Teach for America, which kind of saying that it wasn't really a break. Uh, Teach for America was really intense. They take you and put you in a, a low-income area somewhere, either rural or urban, uh, across the U.S., and I was fortunate. I got put in Denver, Colorado, which was like mecca for me as a snowboarder because I got to snowboard yeah. on the weekend <laughs> and uh, and I taught sixth grade math so that's what I was doing and uh, literally two weeks after my second year which was what I was committed to do uh, I was hit by a drunk driver and sustained the brain injury and and life went in a very different direction well I bet it did and uh, I'm glad that uh, you were able to fight through it as your your profile says you, you were a fighter and you fought through it. you said Okay, challenge accepted when the medical staff said you can't do anything more. Uh, I, I did the same thing when I got wounded in Afghanistan. They told me I'd never run again. My first goal was to run a marathon. And that's what I did less than a year after I was wounded. So uh, you have the same uh, fight and resilience in you that I think many of our listeners do as well. And of course, it's a traumatic event. And a lot of our listeners are, are dealing with PTSD or whatever trauma that they want to label it now. So how did you grow with your post-traumatic growth? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I think we should all label it post-traumatic growth from now on and just talk to everyone about the power that can come through tragedy. And it's it's interesting. I really truly believe now the challenges that we go through, I think we all understand the concept of going to the gym, working out and breaking down our muscle, right? We know that it's going to rebuild stronger. And I think at some point, someone forgot to tell us in life that the obstacles, the intensities, the challenges are meant to be there because they break us down mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Why? So that we build back up stronger. And I'm not sure why this isn't taught, understood. And, and so many people, when hard things happen, they get into a victim mentality. This shouldn't have happened to me. I didn't deserve this. You know, why me? And as right as that might be, I mean, you could say, you could look at my situation and say, Okay, I was hit by a drunk driver at seven o'clock in the morning. I was doing nothing wrong. He shouldn't have been behind the wheel. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. No, I didn't deserve that. But it doesn't change anything. And, you know, I spent probably my first year, honestly, Rich, in that space, just oscillating. And it was causing me severe depression. I was having panic attacks. I had a lot of PTSD around driving. And when my doctors told me this was my new normal and there was nothing more I could do and I needed to just adjust to it, that's when I got this like punch in the gut that was like, no way, <laughs> no way I'm getting better. This is going to resolve itself and I'm going to find an answer. And in the meantime, I need to master this mental and emotional stuff because I mean, I was not wanting to be on this earth. I mean, if you, if you were waking up daily with the physical ailments I had, I couldn't handle light. I couldn't handle noise. So we had blackout fabric. I mean, we're talking natural light was overwhelming for me. So, wow. and yeah, and severe migraines, like everything was overstimulating. And so I couldn't do anything. You know, I was basically alone by myself and it's a hard place to be. And uh, you got a lot of time to reflect <laughs> and ask. <laughs> and I really think honestly, that's 
that's why I went through that. And I believe why other people, you know, if you, if you take it on a, a bigger perspective, uh, everything flows in life. I, you know, we have night and we have day, we have positive and negative. We have, we have, you know, love and hate there's, there's polarity in this life. And I think a lot of times we tend to choose towards the positive things and we want everything to be wonderful. And we don't know how to deal with the dark times. Uh, we don't know how to deal with those challenging things. And I want to shed light on the fact that, no, it's those challenging times that you do the inner work, that you realize your resiliency, you realize the strengths you have within you. You start to question things. You start to look at life differently. Uh, you start to identify with, you know, things beyond you. I think spiritually, I woke up in a big way. And that's something I don't think we talk about enough. Um, and I think good meaning people will say to somebody going through a challenging time, I'm so sorry, and you don't deserve this. And you know, I had a lot of people in my world saying that to me, and I knew they meant well, but it wasn't helpful. And the one person, it was a therapist I went to, he said to me, Danielle, on the other end of what you're going through, your emotional intelligence is going to be through the roof. And he said, you're not going to get some degree. You're not going to get some piece of paper that, you know, says you have this. He said, it's going to make you a better human being. It's going to make you a better mother. If you want to be a mother, it's going to make you a better partner, a better daughter. And he said, that's what's coming on the other end of this. And uh, just, just stay with it. And I held on to that, right? Because the world looks so different to me. Uh, but that was like hope of like, okay, at the other end, there is something, you know, that's going to be beneficial going through all this. And that's like you said, you don't get a degree, but you really have one when you get a, when you go through the the whole I guess rigmarole, the whole roller coaster of emotions, the whole time to get to that end point and know that you have now have this awesome emotional intelligence where you you can see things in a different light than other people, and they may not understand it. They may think, oh, she's crazy, whatever, but because she she can see things with clarity, but they don't know everything that you went through to get to that point. And I think that's that's exactly. the thankful part for you at that point. Oh, absolutely. It's perspective. You know, I think right. I have this behind me. You can see it's like it's a yin yang yeah. and I've got right. a tree growing out of it. And part is dark and part is open. And it's because it's a constant reminder. That's that's the whole picture <laughs> is that things will always flow. You know, things will go dark. They will go light. And in each time, you know, it makes you appreciate the other. Uh, and it also, there's certain seasons for certain things. And you, sometimes you have to go inward and you need to work on yourself. And during that time, I actually had the opportunity to really learn my mind, realize what was triggering me, you know, and stop putting the blame on other people and realizing, no, I've got just like some stuff from my past that's lingering, that's causing me to show up and react right now in, in unhelpful ways. And it was it was a willingness to look at those things <laughs> and the, the time to do it. And I think a lot of times we shy away from painful things. We shy away from hard feelings. Um, you know, I, interestingly, I study a lot of yogic philosophy. I don't know why it just like, it landed in my world as I was kind of going through my, my healing. And I love the way the yogis put things <laughs> and they say like, uh, they use this example of like a, a tube. They say that like the human experience us, uh, we're just like a vessel for experiences and emotions to flow through. And usually they're pleasant and everything rides, but occasionally something intense happens. Maybe a trauma like you went through or what I went through or the loss of a loved one. And we block the flow because we say, this is way too much. Like if this comes through, it will overtake me. You know, I won't be able to handle it. And the way the yogis put it, they say everything's energy. 
which is true. You get into the quantum physics and all of that. It's all energy. And so emotions are meaning to just come through. But when we block an emotion, what they say is it, it turns in on itself because it can't go anywhere. Energy can't be created or destroyed. And those things then like they kind of solidify energetically in the body. And, you know, they'll say that that's actually the cause of a lot of disease. Like maybe you have a low back that's always a problem or a neck. Like you kind of see people hold stress in different areas. Makes sense to me that like, okay, maybe this is like more emotional. And what they say is like the remedy for all of this is simply just to let the emotion pass through, to allow the feeling to be felt. And then that's it. You don't have to go talk into some long story, talk therapy about all of it. It's like, just allow yourself to feel the feeling and it moves through. And that was huge for me. Like that helped me a lot in moving through the emotional traumas and, and kind of releasing them. Definitely. And I think that's, that's really what helped me get through mine was letting it out. Yeah. I think for the, I mean, my first combat deployment was in 2003 or 2001. I was gone already when it happened. In three, three to four, 10, 11, and 12, I was deployed all those times in combat. I never talked to anybody about what I seen over there besides the people I was with. Right. And it was just boiling up. And I kept saying, nothing's wrong with me. It's just, you're yeah. something wrong with you. You changed, not me. I haven't changed. And then finally, I finally looked from the outside in and see it, it was me. I was the I was the one that was kind of broken on the outside and on yeah. the inside. And I finally sat and I just talked to a doc, that, a civilian doctor. No medicine. We just talked and I, I talked about everything and it, I felt 100% better. And that's why I started this show was to help veterans come on here, just rip that stuff out their chest. So we'd have them around a little longer than we do now and uh, let them breathe a little bit. Like you're saying, take down that block that don't let them remember that stuff or shut it off. Let it come out. Let let people know what happened so they understand what you go through. Yeah. And there's so much like, I, I don't know why like mental illness is kind of, we look at it like it's a weakness and it's just like, if I hurt my leg, it needs time to bone needs time to mend, you know? And if emotionally, mentally we get hit with something like it needs time to mend. It's not a forever thing. I think that's one thing. A lot of people that I've seen with PTSD, they, they're worried this is forever and they don't see the way out, you know? And it, it can be really scary. I, I mean, mine was related to the accident. Anytime I got in a car, I got triggered. If, like if something happened unexpectedly, I would have a full on panic attack. Couldn't feel my body would go numb crying. And you know, I had people driving were getting mad at me because they're like, I'm a safe driver, Danielle. Why don't you trust me? Like it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. It's interesting. Like I got, I, I went to a therapist as well and he did a practice called EMDR. I don't know if, if that that's was exactly like, what I did. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we, we unlocked it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like one session. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I, I went to two other people before him and I, one, I just walked out of, I said, I said, you're not doing anything for me. I'll see you later. And the other one, I listened to him the whole time. So I was told I need to sit and listen to him. So I sat and listened to him. I was, can't, can't deal with you either. I landed on him. I said, this dude's the dude right here. So. Yeah, I had a similar. Yeah, I had a woman out. I went to, and it was like, no, I didn't resonate. We were just not clicking. And then I went to it was a it was a man also, like an older man, and he said he mostly worked with men. And I was like, I don't know, but I like you. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, he said, okay, like I'll take you on. Um, and you know, I think that that rapport is so key because you have to feel safe. 
you know, if you're going to allow emotions to come out, if you're going to talk about difficult times, the stuff that you blocked previously, like it's got to be in a space where you feel safe. And a lot of people I think don't want to admit it or talk to the people around them because they feel like a burden. They feel like it's too much. They feel like they wouldn't get it, but there are professionals for everything. I mean, I was blown away at his capacity to just hold space for me to be there. And he was just looking out for me. He didn't care about my story and all the blah, blah in my own head. He's just like, was present there with me. And that's wonderful. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. And in time, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I felt like that got me to a place, but it was a practice. It's called yoga therapy. It's not very well known. I'm now certified in it. It's amazing. Like the therapist just, you lay down and they just help you kind of get more connected with the tension density in the body. You know, again, because from the yoga perspective, that's blocked emotion. And they just teach you how to be with it and let it move. And it's amazing. The energy, like these feelings kind of move up and out of the system and release a lot. And I, I was holding a lot still in my body, which I think in time, you know, causes, causes issues, but I've been wanting to just clear everything, you know, from my system. And, I've been blown away at what's out there. Once you start asking, you get connected. You know what I mean? It's like you can't steer a parked car. So you got to start getting into motion, right? You went to a therapist you didn't like. I went to one I didn't like. But it was like, all right, at least we know that. Let's keep looking. Check that off. (laughs) (laughs) I tried that one. No good. Let me try this one. And I I tell people all the time, it's not one size fits all in therapy. You got to connect. It's just like it. if you, I have a barber, you have a hairdresser, you're not going to go to one you don't like because it's not going to be a fun experience for either one of us. And I'll have to wear a hat all day long and you'll probably have to go get another hairdo in a couple of days to fix it. So <laughs> I don't have hair to say hairdo. So. <laughs> but it, it's, it, you have to have something you like, you want to go to and not dread going to. And then I think that mm-hmm. helps a lot. No, it certainly does. And, and just like professionals are able to put things in perspective for you sometimes when you can't. And I'm, what I will say, I don't know if you've heard about a concept called the Pygmalion effect. Has anyone ever talked to you about this? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, this was like a newer concept for me. And here's like the premise of it. There is a gentleman that was doing um, research. And so he took a group of school kids. And what he did, it was like young. And what he did is he said he gave them a test. And he came back to the teachers and he said, look, there's a group of these students, like 10 of them that are spurters, is what he called them. Kids that have a really high capacity, but aren't showing it. And, you know, they really could perform really, really well. And so they, they tell the teacher this school year happens. They come back at the end of the school year and they look and they, you know, test the kids. Um, But this time they actually like looked at the performance of the kids and sure enough, the 10 that, you know, had been quoted as spurters, they did, they spurted. They, they were top of the class, top performers. And then the researcher said to the teacher, actually, Uh, I didn't perform a test at the beginning of the year. I randomly picked those 10 students. And and you can imagine the other parents were not so happy, so they couldn't actually repeat the (laughs) test. But what it showed was, and they said, so what happened? And the teacher, consciously or unconsciously, was basically holding these kids to a higher bar because she thought, she felt, there's more in you. You can do more. I expect this of you. Like, let's bring you to this level. And... So they rose. And I think when someone is going through trauma, this is what I just, I want people to understand and to hold this space for others. Like 
apply the Pygmalion effect and say to them, wow, like what you're going through, you are going to grow in such incredible ways. You are going to become a better version of yourself. You're going to have so much compassion for others. You're going to gain a new perspective on this life. You're going to realize that you have strengths you didn't even know you had. You know, you're going to understand what resiliency really is. Uh, whatever it might be, I think we need to start doing that to help. Again, it's like shed light at the end of the tunnel. It's like what my therapist did for me, the emotional intelligence. Like that was like the knot at the end of the rope that I like hung <laughs> on to, you know, to, to right. get through. And right. that is going to be more productive. That's going to help people experience the post-traumatic growth to use their trauma as a catalyst, you know, to understand themselves better, to have more purpose, to change the way what they do in work, you know, like yourself, like you're an example of post-traumatic growth doing this podcast. It's like you took what you went through and now you're using it for good to help other people. It's the same with me. You know, I took what I went through. I turned around and now I've helped thousands of other people on their health journey. Because why wouldn't we want to turn around and go, you know, help people through what we've just been through? Exactly. We don't want to see people have to struggle. And no. that's another common common misconception. People think that people thrive off seeing people in trouble. I think more people thrive off seeing people succeed. And uh, if the more we can help our fellow person, I think the better we'll all be. So that when not everyone's down in the dumps all the time, they can maybe see that light at the end of the tunnel and say, I'm going to be better tomorrow. I can win today. I can win the end of today and win all day tomorrow. Keep moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. It's, so you, it's, go ahead. You were a biology major. Do you still practice anything with biology now or are you straight business or? <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> question because like how life has unfolded. I'm like, I never would have thought this is where I ended up. But so right back. I keep looking for a snowboard behind you too. So. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know now, so no snowboarding. <laughs> a little perfect. Um, so it's interesting. When I was getting better from my accident, um, I was searching and looking for options, right? Medical community told me there's nothing you can do. And I found the answer. There was a biotech company that was just kind of coming out with this technology called redox signaling, R-E-D-O-X. Stands for reductants and oxidants. And there are these little signaling molecules that the cells used to communicate. When you have damage, they're the alert that goes out, right? And you make a lot when you're young, you make less as you get older. And if you have something like I did, a lot of trauma, it's kind of like there's one bar of service going out. Like there's just not enough signal for the body to come and repair. So this company, they figured out how to, how to stabilize these molecules so you could replenish your system supply, like completely native, not no toxicity, that kind of thing. So I started using that very resistant at first. The biologist in me got in the way for about six months. I'm like, show me the research, blah, blah, blah. And eventually they were like, Danielle, this stuff cannot hurt you. Like it might help you. Why don't you just try it? Sure. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, you got a point. Um, anyway, as I'm using this stuff, Rich, my, that pounding that had been relentless in my head for two years finally stopped. I started to be able wow. to concentrate again. I had energy again. This is stuff that like my cognitive therapist, I was seeing her weekly. She said, I've worked with brain trauma for 30 years. I've never seen a rapid recovery two years out from the initial trauma. She said, it just doesn't happen. You know, what the hell is this stuff that you started drinking? And that question actually prompted me to really research it, like do due diligence on it to really understand what it was and how it worked. And after that, I just like light bulbs were going off in my head of like, okay, here I am. I've got a background in biology. So I understand the science. I taught for two years, so I understand how to connect and teach people. And now I've been through a very severe health issue, told it was chronic, come out on the other side without it, like because of this technology. And I thought, 
I am meant to educate people about this technology and help other people with their health. And so that's how I'm using my biology degree, which is like wild. <laughs> I never would have thought. Um, but honestly, it's been, gosh, eight years uh, that I've wow. been educating people about this. I've helped people around the globe. I mean, it's been like humbling beyond anything I could have imagined. It helped thousands to like, there's not a health challenge I haven't seen it touch in some way. And it's like, I get paid in goosebumps like on a daily basis, <laughs> getting messages like, thank you so much, Danielle. This is happening. That's happening. Like, it's just really amazing to see the ripple effect. Like, you must get that too. Like with this show, hearing somebody that it resonates, they say, thank you for the episode. It's like, that's why we do what we do. And um, right. yeah, I, I never would have thought I would be doing this, but here I am. <laughs> That's awesome, and uh, you're still able to use everything you learned along the way, both from schooling and through your trauma, to make all this work out well. And like you said, we're on this, if we we like to say reach one, teach one, if one person resonates to what me and you were talking about right now, we just help them, and their day's gonna be better tomorrow. And that that's a victory for all of us. Yeah, it is. That's the ripple effect. I mean, and you just you never know the impact of one person than what they have on the other. Um, and right. the one that they had, like, you just, you'll literally never know. Like, I'll never know the number of lives I've touched and I don't need to know, <laughs> you know, I just know that I'm living with purpose and on purpose and it's reaching the ears it's meant to. And, um, yeah, I, I had somebody say to me, like they said to me, Danielle, you're an example of post-traumatic growth. And that's when I really started studying that topic. Cause I said, what do you mean? They said, well, you took what you went through and now you've helped so many others in their journey. And I, you know, I went into this topic and I went, why are we not talking about this more? You know, this is something that I think anyone going through intensity, it gives hope, you know, and you can see examples of it. And um, I mean, from celebrities, you know, to to veterans, so many veterans that I've met along the way, like that have taken what they've been through and they're they're doing so much more with it now, with the, with their life. And um, I think people play too small. And I honestly think if you're going through something intense, it's because your soul was meant to do more in this life. And it's trying to wake you and shake you up. Uh, so that you realize that and, and you step into the greatness. That's what I truly believe. That's 100% correct. And I, I attribute that to why I got wounded in the first place. So I went into that last deployment with this negative, negative Nancy downer attitude about it because every one of my friends who lost was on the third or fourth deployment. This is my fourth deployment. So I knew I wasn't coming home. So everyone was like, that's not you, something. that's not you, that's you. And it took that explosion to wake me up and mm. push me to the other side of it. And I said, that's how I, I slight. And I, I did my own journey right there in that moment to say, well, I'm up now. Like my switch went on. I was like, thank God. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it takes a massive emotional event to make you like wake up. It's, it's wild what our mind can do, you know, and our thought processes and our emotions, like it can just take hold of us and, and pull us all over the place. But if you can create space and you can start to insert new ideas or go, wait a second, that's not me. Like your family was trying to, and your friends were trying to, when you can realize that and just realize, no, this is just emotion. That's a passing through. This is just a thought that's passing through. It's not me. Uh, that's when you can really start to, to impact yourself and you can really change the dialogue that's going on up here. And I don't know, I've used meditation to help with that a lot because it's literally designed to help you get out of your thoughts so that you can be in this space, like almost like a witness to your life. Um, and not so engaged with it, which then helps you kind of <laughs> shift and change how you're interacting with life. And um, I, that was one thing I found on my journey of healing that made such an impact. Exactly. 
And you're also an author, right? Yeah, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a new book. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, tell uh, us about your book. <laughs> yeah, so it's an ebook. I like it was my first step towards towards publishing, but it's called Mind Control. It's all in your head. And it's about what we were just talking about, which is <laughs> how to master the crazy thoughts that we have and you know what you can put in place to do that and start to recognize things and um and not be triggered by the world, but, you know, take kind of ownership and, and, and start work through, start working through those things. So that's, that's a free gift to, to anybody. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of just an intro into some of the things I did and things that I found helpful that hopefully can help somebody on their path too. Awesome. And Danielle is all that you gave a lot of tips and tricks about your journey. How does someone get in contact with you? Maybe have you on their show or just to learn more about your journey and learn how they can help themselves through what you've done. Yeah, I would love to connect with anybody um, that this resonates with, or if there's a show out there, happy to come on always. I would say Instagram is probably the best way. Um, you can just direct message me there, just my name, Danielle Matthews, with an underscore on either side, because apparently there's other Danielle Matthews out there. <laughs> but, no way. Yeah, I know. They got canceled <laughs> for me. Uh, that, that's the best way. And uh, my website, brainbodyself.com. Um, you know, you can learn more about all the things I talked about today. But I, I talk a lot about post-traumatic growth on my channel. And so if you just need like a little reminder, I just shed light on there. It's like a beacon of hope. Anything that I post up there is is meant to just help people that, you know, are in the position I used to be in. Um, so I would I would love if it can, you know, help any of you in any way. Awesome. And before I let you go, could you give three tips to anyone that's going through the same process you were to get out of it? Yeah. Wow. Three tips. Number one, uh, I would realize that you are more than your thoughts. So do not think that your thoughts are you. If I could give you an example, it's like the sky, there's sunshine behind the cloud. Okay. That it is always there. And even though it might seem cloudy and overwhelming, it will pass. So first of all, realize you are not your thoughts. So don't let them run your life. Uh, the second thing I would say is get support. <laughs> There's so much support out there, whatever it looks like. Um, you know, I, I do guided meditations. I have free ones on my website. Like do something in the moment and then also make, get yourself around people. Like I found a support group that was really helpful. Other, other brain injury, injured people. Um, that I would say is amazing. And then the third thing I would say is keep perspective, right? Remember this yin yang, um, everything cycles darkness turns to light eventually they always say it's darkest before the dawn as well and sometimes right. you just have to go through the tough thing to get out on the other side uh and don't forget keep the perspective that it will flow and if life is going good right now also remember it's going to flow back the other way right it works both <laughs> ways so don't be alarmed when it does it's normal uh, and it's all about your learning journey, right? You're just learning in this life and don't take it so seriously. Um, just ask what can, what is this challenge making possible? What could I learn from this? And I, I honestly, like, that's, what's going to help you cycle out onto the next phase. Outstanding. Thank you, Danielle. And thank you again for taking some of your time to hang out with the Misfit Nation tonight. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks for checking us out. And being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 